0: Welcome everyone to We Have Issues, our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weathers the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm here to talk about all your favorite issues and publishers. But first, actually, I don't have any news this week. It's been a pretty chill new- news week. So, you know, what? let's get straight into comics. Uh, as always, we don't start with the bang. We start with a boom on this show, and we're going to start with Boom Studios. Got a couple books for Boom this week. After a couple really light weeks for Boom, we got a couple books, which is good. Uh, first one is Zawa and the Belly of the Beast, number three. Uh, written, illustrated, colored, and lettered by Michael Dialanis. Um, I'm really enjoying this book. It was one of my nominees for uh, most anticipated series of the year. And it's totally serving that purpose. It's really, really great. Michael's art is so wonderful and wind. I'm really glad to see it in another book like this and it's just it's just really cute it's got a really good story to it i like the fairy tale ness of it almost like the jim Hensonness ness of it like it's almost something i could see like some almost like a Fraggle rock style story and i really really like it i love the characters a lot i love the um the focus on the food of it all cuz i'm a foodie and i love food and um just seeing like food so centric to a storyline to the um the fate of these peoples and such is really really good i'm totally enjoying this like uh one of my favorite boom books and it's just such a breath of fresh air when some comics are pretty grim uh so yeah very very cool after that uh pretty much the 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 Complete opposite of Zawa and the Belly of the Beast. Damn them all, number 12. Uh, written by size Spurrier, illustrated by Charlie Adlard, colored by Sophie Dodgson, with Daniel Silva de Carval, and um letter by Jim Campbell. This appears to be the finale of the series. And uh, when I say it's the opposite of Zawa, I do mean thematically, but it's so good. Like, it's so fucking good, and I love it so much. Um, I, I just if this is the end, if these characters don't come back and it was a plan 12 and it's never going to be coming back anytime soon, I do think this was a really, really well done series. And the story is really intriguing. The, uh, the way they approach the angels and demons concept, I think is just so unique and so creative. I really dig it. I love Ellie. Ellie is like such a great character, a character that I thoroughly enjoy. And it's got a really cool twist at the end. I I just, man, I can't speak enough about how much I really like this series. And it will make a really nice, like, big, thick trade one day that I will probably pick up. I don't pick up a lot of trades because I spend so much on comics. But, yeah, it's definitely something I am interested in picking up because I bet it's going to be very pretty. (laughs) So make sure to check out Damn the Wall. It did just wrap up. It's time to catch up and let me know what you think about it. So. All right, those are my two boom books for the week. So we're going to go ahead and move on and let's talk about Dark Horse Comics. I got a Dark Horse book this week, which is Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number two. Um, written by Daniel Jose Older, illustrated by Harvey Talabau and Nick Brokenshire. Colors by Michael Altea and letters by comic craft Jimmy Smith and Jimmy Betton or Tyler Smith and Jimmy Betancourt. Um Yeah, this is continuing this uh, great return to these characters that I just I love the Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. I know I nominated it for an award a couple of years ago and I, I believe it won. Yeah, I think it won best uh best uh book with their previous publisher, I should say. Um, but I really, really like this book. And seeing these characters back together again, obviously older, aged up a bit, is really great. Um I I love the story, the 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 um the memory loss story of it and the way it's done. And I, I just think it's so cool. And the journey back will be really, really interesting. And yeah, just as somebody who is really enjoys these characters, I've enjoyed this ride quite a bit. Um, I also really like the galactic database bit in the middle uh, where they're like giving us quick roll call, of the people that presume missing and such. I thought it was really cool. Also the return of court. I love court so much. So yeah, just great stuff all around. Really enjoyed this. Definitely a pickup if you're enjoying The High Republic. This should be something you're picking up too. All right, next up is IDW. I got two IDW books, both D&D related. D&D Fortune Finder, number three, written by Jim Zub. uh, Colors by Adam Guzowski. Art by Jose Jaro. And letters by Amari Osorio. Um, I've really been digging this. This is another one I put in my most anticipated books of the year. And it's it's totally lived up to it it's it's just this fun dnd adventure and it's a really great book to give you an idea of like the crazy diversity in D because uh the fact that it's based in sigil you can kind of do whatever you want you don't have to you know stick to your traditional elf dwarf human halfling you know so we get to see like a turtle and all this stuff it's just really cool and it's it shows you how like insane and wacky like dnd can be wacky is not the right word but yeah just kind of out there and i really really like this book and it's got a cool unique story and I just really like the characters. I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, as someone who plays way too much D actually, no, I'll take that back. As someone who does not play enough D I D I want to play D D more, but you know, it's just, you get older, you don't have time, but, um, it's just a really great, uh, outlet to be able to read these books and experience these stories. I really enjoy it. So yeah, I love this. Um, very, very cool. And, uh, very interesting uh, comic. If you are newer to D and D, this might be a fun one for you to read to kind of get an idea of like the options out there for you. So my other IDW book is also D and D and it is the return of Saturday morning adventures, Dungeons and Dragons uh, written by David and Boer art by George Cambadeus, letter by Ed Duke with colors by John Paul Bove. Now I'm not going to say that I'm responsible for this book coming back. (laughs) I did campaign a little hard for it, but I'm very excited to see it back. Um, this is my childhood. I I love the D&D cartoon. I love these characters. I've made no secret of it that I had a crush on Sheila for most of my life. Um, as a child, that is. And this is really a fun story. I love the way they play with the Forgotten Realms lore. Because as much as I love Eberron, there's no setting I have more of a connection to than Forgotten Realms. Um, And seeing some familiar characters pop up, a certain Dark Elf pop up, is really fun. And it's a cool new story. I like. I like the uh, spelljammer ship. I like. There's just a lot going on, and it's really so much fun. I, if you have read the previous series, this takes up right where it left off, like thematically, and it's something you should certainly enjoy. So definitely something worth picking up. And I hope it keeps going. I hope we keep getting volumes of this for a very, very long time with this creative team because they are very, very good. Alright, with that in mind, let's talk about Dynamite Comics. I got a couple Dynamite books this week. Let's start with Disney Villains Hades number 5. This is the finale, it looks like. Uh, this one is written by Elliot Kalan, art by Alessandro Rinaldi, colored by Derba Kelly, and lettered by Jeff Eckelberry. Uh, with Hades able to get his hands on the Golden Fleece, he, uh, crashes the gods party and takes control and he gets everything he's ever wanted and but there's something missing and I won't spoil it but it's pretty fun um, and he gets confronted by his old team and I really like the, the wrap up of these characters giving them their proper endings uh, I think it's a lot of fun Minotaur was really well done Arachne is obviously my favorite so many great things done here and I just um I really liked this run it might be my favorite villains book yeah, because I like Maleficent. It's very beautiful, and Scar was was very good being a prequel. But this one's very fun. I really like it. And Hades is that kind of dynamic villain. You can give them their own story and have a lot of fun with it. So very very cool. After that is another number five: Gargoyles, Dark Ages. Number five. Uh, this one uh, is so good. Written by Greg Weisman, art by Drew Moss, color by Martina Pignadoli, and a letter by Jeff Eckleberry in this you know the dark ages of the gargoyles and the humans working together they're building this castle they're they're discovering peaceful coexistence but obviously we know that can't last and we get maybe the harbinger of what's to come which is the children's of both people discovering a long forgotten gargoyle that is essentially a dragon that just hates humans and awakening it And it goes off to go on to a rampage that kind of sets up what's going to happen. That's not it's more of the setup in this issue, but really liking it. I love this um, this past look into the gargoyles. I think um, I think it's a really great companion to the to the actual modern series. And and sometimes I like it a little bit more because it's just really fun to see this foundation and to have this almost, you know, a period piece with the gargoyles. I think it's really great. So um, both are really good, but I've been really enjoying this one as well. Final dynamite book is justice ducks. Number one written by Roger Landry language art and colors by Carlo Laro and lettered by Jeff Eckleberry. This one is really great. So of course this is the team spinning out of the, the dark duck book, the justice ducks working together to fight crime. And this issue really kind of sets up the idea that maybe, like essentially, the Justice Ducks don't need Darkwing the entire time, and to establish each character and remind us who they are, and basically say he'll pop in and out, but these are the Justice Ducks, not him. And I think it served its purpose. It was a fun uh, quote bad guy that they fought, Um, and I thought that was really well done. But something I uh, I enjoyed. It's very very good. I love the expanded Darkwing Duck universe. I think it's a good idea. It's a property that is very dear to my heart and the heart of many other of my friends. So it was very great to see come back. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see how it it folds out without Darkwing there all the time. So, very cool. Next up, we're going to talk about Vault Comics. And after so much time, we finally get Nightfall Double Feature number four. For those who don't know, this was a creepy book story. That is a double-sized issue with two different stories in it, and it's a four-part series. So this is the finale. We'll do each part one by one. The first part was the Cemeterians, written by Daniel Krauss, art by Mon House, color by Kurt Michael Russell, and letter by Jim Campbell. I really appreciated this book quite a bit. Um, the story is so good, and um, it's been good all the way throughout. It's a tale of what what do we do when the afterlife is full you know it's a very simple question but it has so many like like repercussions off of it i i really like the idea i love the imagery and i really love the two main characters the very uh Mulder and scully feel to them i think is really good and I just like their relationship. I like the way they bounce off each other. And that is like on full display in this issue and it comes like full circle definitely reaches the apex. And I really, really dug that. I think they really nailed the landing really well. Uh, speaking of nailing the landing, the second story Denizen is written by David Andrew and Tim Daniel, art by Christian, colors by Jason Wardy, and letter by Anworld world design. I love the art of this one. Um, obviously it's Christian who's one of my favorite artists. So that's obviously part of it. Um, but the one the thing about Denizen is I did enjoy it. But I remember early on being like, okay, cemeterians was more immediately like locking on. I, I immediately was like, okay, this is what it is. I, I see where we're going. This is cool. I like this. Denizen had this slow creeping dread to it that I was like, what's going to happen? I'm not sure yet what. So when I say sticking the landing, Denizen stuck the landing to the point that this, this final chapter everything clicks and it feels like such a great complete story. It feels so intense and emotional and personal, but at the same time, so creepy. And so, so just, Oh, I can't, I can't even describe it. I know it's my job to talk for a living, but I can't, it they're both, both stories. I, I want to impress this upon you. These are two stories that you should check out. If you like horror at all, they have, they're two very different stories. On two very different scales, but they both are perfect for the scales that they aim for. And in the end, I, I I can't judge one over the other. I really like them both. But Denizen really did, and again, I'll use the term again, stick the landing. Because that final issue, I, I haven't had a four-issue mini click in the end like that in a while. And so I highly recommend both these. Just amazing. It's a shame it took so long to come out, but things happen. Uh, i'm very happy to hear and i believe i saw on twitter earlier that each is going to be collected in their own uh collection so very cool pick them both up my other vault book of the week is unnatural order number two this is written by christopher yost art by val rodriguez colored by dearba kelly and letter by animal design now i did not get to review the first issue because my store did not get it um so this is my first time actually reviewing this book I did read it I went into another store and got it but it was after I recorded Um, I think this has a lot of potential to be one of the great vault books Um, there is a alternate world time travel arc that we got going here where we can combine like the visual aesthetics of different things where we can do some really creepy shit and I love the druidic touches of everything because that's something I'm very interested in it's a culture I'm very interested in and these characters are already great. I could definitely see like, um, fans who want something like barbaric, but more serious, something more grounded, something more, uh, you know, intense is something that you might really, really enjoy, uh, just to compare it to another vault book, but it's, it's got this really great tale of revenge. It's got this really intriguing bad guy. It's just, it's really well done. I really, really thought this book was so just amazing. And uh, I recommend picking up both issues and uh, catching up because, yeah, it has the potential to be the next big vault book. And I've been waiting for a big vault book for a while, a new one. Uh, So, yeah, check it out. All right. With that said, we're going to move on. Let's talk about Mad Cave Studios. That's right. I do have a Mad Cave book. Mad Cave has been doing really good lately. Uh, This one is Eden Frost number two. Written by Amit Tischler, art by Bruno Fernda, letter by Taylor Esposito. Um, I love this storytelling. I love the um, the reimagining of the Golem tale, of the legend of the Golem and how it works. And I just think it's a really cool way to do it. Um, a unique way to tell a story that we've told a lot. Um, these I love these kids, these children characters. I think they're very interesting. And I love this situation they got themselves in. Uh, I like that they 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 have to the whole goal is just to survive and do what they have to 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 survive and it's a really harrowing adventure and it's really like stressful but in a really great way. I think this is a really great book uh, flying under the radar I noticed a lot not a lot of people talking about it, but it's so good. Eden Frost is really, really a great book and uh yeah, I highly recommend it um definitely curious to see what they're going to go through and the extent of what these golem powers, if you will, are going to have, what are they going to do? What, what are the effects they're able to be able to, uh, you know, conjure later? I, I, I think it's just really cool. So yeah, In Frost, definitely a book everybody should be checking out. Next up, we're going to talk about image comics. And for the first time ever, I have one image book only one hexagon bridge number five Story art by richard blake with edits by oliver zeller um as we dive okay i'm gonna be very quick with this one too because that's my only image book i should take my time but it's hard to talk about this book not in a bad way it's just not something that you want to discuss until you know the end hmm it's really good um we get more about this dive into this uh, to this virtual world and the whole purpose of it, of course, is to find these certain people. I'm trying to be spoiler free if I can. And we do get a tease of possibly finding one, but maybe not in the form that they were in. There, it's, it gets really complicated and complex. And I really am digging this book. I, I think it's so interesting. And like I said, this is definitely something that were I not doing this show, I would trade weight it. Because I really want it to be a complete story, um, but it's it's so beautiful and the the just the stark use of white makes it pop out from all my other comics. So just looking at it and looking through the art is just so great that I I want to buy the the main issues too. But yeah, really really good. I, I I again, if you like an existential crisis book, this is one of them. But it's also got like a really like cute series of, um. Like, I how do I put it? There's some unique relationships in this that have a real heart to them, I guess, is what I want to say. And I really like exploring those. I, th- I think that's probably the highlight of the book to me besides the amazing art. So, yeah, very, very cool. Um, yeah, just it's an experience. That's what I'll say. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Let's talk about DC Comics. DC, got a couple books this week. The Flash, number five. Um, This was a really cool issue. I really dug this. Uh, Cy Spurrier, who... Uh, well, let's do the creative team. Written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Mike Diodato Jr., colored by Trish Mulvihill, and letter by Hassan Atsumani Um, Cy has been telling a real, like, mind-bender of a tale. And I think the art matches it so well. I think it's such a great marriage of story and art And this in this issue it's about jai it's about one of the children and his powers and the extent of how we mm-hmm. misunderstand his powers and the level that they can go to and it's also about like like the responsibility of these powers the level of responsibility he has and what does he want to do with them does he want to do anything with them because we kind of take it for uh, take it, uh, for granted that every person with powers wants to become a superhero or a supervillain. And does he, does he not? I really like this issue. It was a very cool issue. Probably my favorite of this run so far. I've really dug it. And it's just very curious because, uh, you know, the, a lot of the story right now is like, how do we save Max Mercury from this alternate dimension? And Jai, who is a very reluctant hero, might be the key. Uh, again, not getting too much spoilers, but it's a very interesting dynamic. I really like it. Very, very cool. Next up is Green Arrow 8. Uh, oh, this was so much fun. Written by Joshua Williamson, penciled by Phil Hester, inked by Eric Gapster, colored by Robbie Lofardo Jr., and letter by Troy Pateri. This is such a fun, well-told story because it starts with Ollie dead and Connor on, you know, on the hunt. Uh, we find out that the killer is onomatopoeia, and we have this great story unfold. It's got a twist, and I'm not going explain, to explain the twist because it's the whole point of the issue, but it was really cool and well told. I really like how this is told. I so much love that Green Arrow has his own book again because it's such a character that is so important to me. Probably my favorite main DC hero of oh, the big ones. He's my favorite. The only one that even comes close would be Flash, I think. And then if you go into, like, the previous sidekick Supergirl. This is like one of my favorites too, but I I really like this book. I'm so glad he has it. I love the Arrow family. I think they're just as good, if maybe not a little bit better than the Bat family. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, love this book. Love this story. Great twist. Great way to tell it. I, I love it. So great job. Great job. That sounds condescending. <laughs> Harley Quinn 36 Written by Teeny Howard, art and colors by Sweeney Boo, letters by Steve Wands. Uh, continuing this epic tale of Harley across the multiverse. And I love that a lot of this story is about her just trying to save Kevin. Because the Kevin-Harley relationship is the one of the things that hooked me from the previous run that made me a, a fan of the Harley Quinn book was that that relationship and the way they interact. And I think he humanizes Harley in such a great way and I love it. Um. Yeah, I love this book. It was really fun. Um Harley having to prove how how well she knows Kevin was really good because in a in a lesser creative team this would have been a joke that she doesn't it was like, "Oh, I guess I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> like but I again, this creative team, their purpose is to humanize Harley, to make her a real person, to make you care about her. And they're doing a really great job of that. I love that. So, very, very cool. Detective Comics 1081. Oh, man. I am not going to talk very long about this book because it's it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down right now. It's so good. Written by Rom V. Art by Riccardo Federici and Stefani Rafali, Colored by Lee Luffridge and letter by Tom Napolitano. I will say it is continuing this story where Bruce barely escapes with his life. And now he has to build himself back up what it's done on in this crazy journey of rediscovery. I, I can't even begin to explain it to you. You just have to read it. It's so good. So I'll just leave it at that. It's detective comics. You're probably already buying that. Power girl. Number five written by Leo Williams, art by David Baldion, colored by Romeo Fardo jr. And lettered by Becca Carey. Um Yes. I love this book so much. Not leastly for the fact that it has reunited one of my favorite two creative teams, people in comics, period, <laughs> uh, bringing X Factor back together, X Factor forever. Um, and also a character I really care about, Power Girl. But then it's a story about Streaky. And I really like it. I like doing the pet-centric stories as long as they're not done too often. I think they're really well done and fun. Um, I really like a bit with omen here and i swear to god you cannot convince me at this point that power girl and omen are not into each other i you, you can't it's just it's just there okay i don't it's it's not even subtext at this point it's basically text uh but i i love this story strictly the supercat in their own story very fun and uh david's art david's art leah's writing there's no better combination in comics i don't care it's so good check it out Next up is Amazon's attack number four. Uh, so this one, of course, is running in, conju- in conjunction with what's going on in Wonder Woman, uh, written by Josie Campbell, art by Vasco Georgiev, colored by Alex Gamaras, and letter by Vecca Carey, uh, following all the all the Amazon characters that aren't Diana, essentially. And this does take place prior to the other issue of Wonder Woman we just discussed last week. But it's really good. I I love the um I love Cassie in this. I thought she was really great. Uh, obviously, Mary Marvel is one of my favorite characters. Period. And um, Yara Floor was just incredible too. Um, building up this, I love the interaction between the three of them hanging out. I love Yara being the odd one out. But also, I really like the stuff at the end of it with with Nubia and I. Just my only thing is, and I I just want to make sure this is very clear because I I have to say this every week for some reason. I'm so sick of the Suicide Squad. Please stop making everything about the Suicide Squad. I don't care. (laughs) I'm not going to buy the book. It's not going to happen. But this book is great. So check it out. And a couple Beast World um, stops. Titans Beast World Tour of Star City. I'm not going to go through all the creative teams uh, because there's multiple stories. But um, I really dug the... um, the work of it. I love the Jamal Campbell art. I will say that in the main story, Um, just because the way that Jamal drew all these animal people, I thought was really cool. I like the uh, Connor and Ollie focus and given their relationship of a focus. I like that uh, red canary gets a story because I felt like she was forgotten. However, I just need red canary to do something that is not a backup story in an anthology i want her to do something that really matters i guess because i like the character you've established that and there's only so many times i can see her team up with other heroes very quickly it, it we need something more um, i also like the jsa uh team up i thought that was a lot of fun too so very good um, i again i've talked about it earlier the arrow family i love them so i obviously enjoyed it but uh, we'll see finally titans beast world number five Written by Tom Taylor. Penciled by Ivan Rees and Eduardo Pensica. Inked by Danny Miki and Julio Ferreira. Color by Brad Anderson. and letter by Wes Abbott. I. I. uh, (laughs) uh, I'm going to say it again on the show. I don't like Suicide Squad. I don't like Amanda Waller. I don't want to buy these books. Stop, please. That being said. I really like this book. I like the the point of it because it does make Amanda Waller out to be the villain that she is. And um the Titans have to make this important decision of what to do. How how do they react to the situation that, you know, might not paint them in the best light. Uh having Dick Grayson do that is just it's just a really great character moment. I really like that. Um I we do find out who Dr Hate is and I need to talk about it for a moment. So, uh spoilers here. I will say um spoilers. This is the last DC book, so if you are worried about spoilers, you don't want to hear it, skip to the Marvel timestamp. It'll be in the the tweet. But we have determined that that Raven's dark self is Dr Hate. And I love the the foreshadowing of it has been really good especially the very first page of this issue with the one shot at the very bottom of raven's cowl that makes it look like the dr hate film or helmet i really think that was well done um and it is an interesting idea that the dark side of raven is basically what killed gar and what could that mean and like the implications of this and yeah between that and the the hard choice that dick had to make what what are the long-term implications for the titans in this i really hope the story is not the titans just can't do it we need the justice league back because that's just not fun that's just i love the titans i think they have been doing a great job so uh but yeah great stuff now let's talk about marvel got a couple books here daredevil black armor number three written by dj chichester and it's pencilled by netho inked by jp meyer colors by andrew dallas and letter by clayton Cowles. um i really enjoyed this uh this book it's been a lot of fun like this flashback in, in time i think uh netho art is so well suited to this era um it looks really really great it, it definitely transforms or transports me back to this era in comics and reading it when i was younger so i really really dig that i like the -the over-the-top nature of some of it um i just the use of all these you know these characters these like bnc characters like i love mr hyde i don't mean to call him a bnc character but you know what i mean like i think it's really well done um it is kind of a shame that it is the black armor book and we barely see him in the armor of this issue but i mean that storyline structure he'll be back in it obviously but yeah um I really dug it. I thought it was cool. Introducing some characters that like these side characters that don't need to matter, but are like interesting. I think it's going to be really good. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. After that is my book of the week. And this is no surprise to anyone who knows me at all. Power pack into the storm. Number one, written by Louise Simonson, art by June Brigman inked by Roy Richardson colored by Nolan Woodard and letter by Travis Lanham. Obviously it's power pack is my book of the week. Um, power pack is one of the first books I read as a child. I loved it. I was immediately addicted to it. Um, I was reading X factor and new mutants at the same time and the, and, uh, the mighty Thor. Those are the three of uh, the four books I was reading. And you might see this assignments Simonson like pattern there. Um, and I love power pack. I wanted to be a member of power pack. I remember as a kid being like, I could be a superhero because these kids are superheroes. And I thought that was so cool. And I had a crush on Julie, which didn't turn out great, <laughs> but I, um, this trip back to my childhood was so welcome. And it made me so happy. And I just immediately clicked back into the lore of power pack. And with, um, with all these characters, Friday, and whitey and just just getting back into this and this i love the dynamic with franklin richards and i think i missed that i think the one thing i would like to see franklin richards in modern time is actually hang out the power kids more because they were his best friends growing up i thought that would be really cool if they're still friends so someone get on that but yeah i love this book i thought it's so much fun and yeah it just took me straight back to my childhood right away after that is the immortal thor number six uh, this one is so good. It 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 I love when modern writers of Thor are like they actually delve into the mythology of it and, and even if it's not an actual adaptation of a mythological tale, they tell it in a mythological way. And uh this one, of course, written by Al Ewing, art by Martin Cocolo, colored by Matt Wilson, a letter by Joe Sabino. Um this one I I really enjoyed I love getting this old school tell of Thor and Loki and telling it in retrospect and being more honest about who Thor is in the true stories or the true stories uh, in our stories, which is he's kind of a dick. He always has been if you read the prose or poetic eddies if you read any story about Loki and Thor. Yes, Loki's a bit of a trickster, and Loki does fuck people over. But Thor's an asshole, <laughs> and I like Thor being confronted with this reality in this book and being like, "Was I really like that? I, I like that. That's really good. That's some great like self awareness from Thor." And it's all, of course, revolving around the current story we have going on with these this other race of gods that they're going to be running into. But it was a really cool, like, contained story that I thought was really well done. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where we're going. I love this. I love this meta stuff. It's really good. After that is Punisher number three, the return of the new Punisher. Uh, this one is really good. Written by Dave Miffose, art by Dave Wachter, colored by Dan Brown, and letter by Corey Petit. Um, I, I love this, uh, this dynamic. It's setting up a really great dynamic where, um, Sometimes Frank Castle would like make he wouldn't he wouldn't always do the heroic thing like he wouldn't throw himself in the way to save some some innocence or, you know, stop the bad guys. He'd be very calculated about it and he'd do the right thing in the end, but he wouldn't do anything unnecessary and weird. Um, The new Punisher attempts to save basically two cops trying to arrest him. And I really like the dynamic of it. He's still definably the Punisher as he does it, too. And I love the idea of planting these seeds that maybe he's not the one responsible, but not doing it in an over-the-top way. Um, Also, with Punisher having a guy in a van, if you will, um, and immediately having that person in a level of danger, three issues in I think is a really great dynamic because that was very much a Punisher staple. And playing with it right away and maybe making a change to that dynamic so early is a really good idea. I've really enjoyed this run. I like the idea of a new Punisher. This is uh, not a character that needs to stay as the same person forever. Punisher is a very universal idea that can be played with. So I think this idea from David Pos is a really great like, way to go about it. And the art really matches the story. I really, really appreciate this book a lot. Next up is God's number four written by Jonathan Nickman, art by Valero Citi colored by Matthew Gracie and letter by Travis Lanham. Um, coming in right at the end of the last issue with oblivion showing up and <laughs> obliviating everything. <laughs> um, very cool, a very cerebral book as always. And I really enjoy it. Um, just, I love the dynamic of Wynn and Steven working together, I think it's a lot of fun and their personalities <laughs> clashing a bit. Um, because sometimes Stephen Strange can be like a saucy minx, if you will. But when just outdoes him, <laughs> like it's really fun. It's like if if for those who are unfamiliar with uh, with the character, when it's almost as if like Doctor Strange was hanging out with Gambit, like <laughs> like that, like dynamic of like sauciness. I love it. It's really, really cool. And It's a lot of fun. And I love these new characters we have been introduced to. They're already like predominant in my head as lore. And so two thumbs up loving gods. Now some Spidey books. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man number four written by Steve Orlando penciled by Chris Campana inked by Jonas Trindad colored by Jim Carroll, letter by Corey Petit. Uh, continuing this Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man tour through the horror monsters of 2099. We run into terror Inc. 2099. And that's really fun because it's like, in addition to like the Dracula one, this is running into an actual character from the modern timeline in 2099 as opposed to an adaptation of them um very cool Terror inc was never the biggest thing for me but i obviously appreciated their work i have several other books on the shelf um but it was a really cool take on the character and their new purpose and i thought it was really cool really well done really grim really gross if that's your thing uh but i i enjoyed it i thought it was really cool so great stuff can't wait to see what's next our second Spidey book of the week is Superior Spider-Man 3, written by Dan Slott, penciled by Mark Bagley, inked by John Dell, and letter by Joe Carmagna. Um, I really am appreciating this issue. I love the idea of Otto trying to clean up the mess that he caused while he was in Peter's body, but not doing it out of altruism or anything like that, because that wouldn't be really in character with him. But seeing all these moments of emotion, seeing all these moments of what seemed to be genuine from him. I think is really fun and it adds an interesting dynamic to Peter and Otto at this time. Uh, Obviously, it's Otto, so can you trust him? Absolutely not. Which, you know, see the end of this issue for non-spoilers. But um, I I think this is a... I was was hesitant when this was announced because I'm like, how are we going to go back to Superior Spider-Man without it being like really like forced and cliche? I think they did a pretty good job. I don't think it felt forced. I think it was just great. I really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, very cool. Next up is the final Spidey book of the week. And it's our only gang war book of the week. Spider woman three written by Steve Fox art by Corolla Borelli colored by Arif Prianto and letter by Joe Sabino. I'll be quick with this one. Uh, Jess on the hunt for her, her baby trying to get her kid back from Hydra and run to all these, you know, all these problems from Hydra and Hydra trying to stop them. Again, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's a big spoiler, but a big shock at the end. Like a huge shock. That it was really cool. I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm a fan of this. I love Spider-Woman having her own book. I used to purchase it last time she had one, and it was very fun. Um, yeah, very well done. I'm digging it. It's a good part of the greater part of Gang War. I think, if I remember correctly, this book is coming out of Gang War. It's going to keep going as opposed to some of the others. But, uh, yeah, very cool and really digging it. Now some X books Let's talk about The Resurrection of Magneto, number one. Oh, God, what do I even say about this book? Written by Al Ewing, art by Luciano Vecchio, colored by David Curiel, and letter by Joe Um, It's very existential. It's very in its head. It's very good. Um, There's a lot of great imagery. There's a lot of exploration of the mutant afterlife and what that means. I think it's going to be a great journey to bring back Magneto, but who is coming back? What Magneto is coming back? What, what state is he going to be in? You know, it, that's some interesting questions. I thought this was going to be a one shot, but it seems like it's going to continue, which I think is a very smart idea because it's such an in-depth exploration that it would be hard to tell this on one issue. So I, uh, I'm i very excited. Um, I think this is going to be a really cool addition. Um, I wonder if this is going to take place after the fight with Orcus, which is what it's kind of feeling like, or is it going to be told quickly enough that he shows up at the end of it? I'm not sure, but it's really well told. And it's in case you didn't know a storm centric story and storm just flexing and being the badass that we all know she is. Very great. Very great book. Um, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> so, final X book of the week is X Force number 48. <laughs> he's the motherfucker's back. Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Robert Gill, color by Guru EFX, and letter by Joe Magna. So, Beast is back, guys. Our favorite Beast is back. Great. Um, <laughs> he's back to fuck with X Force some more. And, um, We do find out some secrets that X-Force has kept, including that they have one of the clones of Beast. And they upload a past version of Beast before he went all crazy to see how he reacts to Beast and to try to help them hunt him down. Which is a terrible idea because Beast is a terrible person. (laughs) But it seems like this one obviously isn't that bad. I think this is our way of getting around the fact that Beast has done war crimes and keeping the character around. I think it is a good idea. Um but yeah, we'll see. I I I I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen between these two Beasts. Hmm. I'm very interesting. So yeah. I dig it though. I it's it's really good and it's definitely the most uh I've looked forward to seeing Beast in a while, I should say, because he's such a piece of shit. So And those are the issues that we had this week. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. You can find me at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. You can find Hostway at Hostway Reads Hostway. You can find the show at WHI Podcast on Twitter. Um, That is the best place to keep up with what we do. Uh, Every time a new episode comes out, you'll get an announcement timestamps for each publisher and a complete list of every issue reviewed um and i apologize about the late release of this issue i have not been feeling well if you've heard me sniffling or coughing a little bit that's why my voice is good enough to record today so i did so Uh, but i will keep you updated if it doesn't affect any other recordings of shows also for other other uh, follow our other show excuse me jukebox vertigo at jukebox vertigo That is our musical show where we have different subjects we talk about with our friends and uh, special guests. Uh, The most recent episode is Christmas music. Obviously, we talked about Christmas music for December. A lot of fun. The next episode is going to be about boy bands. And I'm very excited to talk about it because there's a lot about boy bands that people don't think about. And we're going to define boy bands. We're going to sit down and we're going to come up with a definition of boy bands. So stay tuned for that. Once again, at Jukebox Vertical on Twitter. Finally, make sure to check out our network, uh, which is CertainPOV. Uh, you can find them at CertainPOV Media on Twitter or at CertainPOV.com. Uh, you might find your new favorite podcasts on there. I know I did a couple times. Whether it's United States of Women or Men of Steel or Reignite, there's so many great shows of different types. You can go there and check them all out. Also, check out the Discord. You can find it either of those two places. Join the Discord because we have so much fun on there. We talk about comics we talk about movies and books and everything you possibly imagine we even have a new food food uh channel on there where we talk about the food that we eat and the food we make and it was so much fun because i'm such a foodie i just love looking at everybody's food but yeah join the discord once again at certain pov media on twitter or at certain don't forget to bag board, and box your new treasures and we'll see you next week with a new batch of beautiful books stay safe and read more comics We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest. Smartest. Deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A Certain Point of View podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go.